I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. We always have the same Bible reading on the Sunday after Easter, and I bet that as I begin to read it, you'll think to yourselves, oh yes, it's the story of Doubting Thomas. We've all heard it so many times, the story of a man who couldn't believe without first seeing for himself. Over the years, Thomas has been made out to be almost as bad as Judas. He makes us feel good because we believe without seeing. Except, isn't there at least a small amount of dishonesty here? Aren't we more like Thomas than we care to admit? After all, who believes everything they're told? And without question, without any doubts. Really, the title Doubting Thomas is an unfair title. Maybe he should be called Brave Thomas because he dares to ask the questions that the others are scared to ask. Maybe we should call this story Jesus Welcomes the Questioner because given the circumstances, Jesus is pretty nice to Thomas. Something for you to consider this week. How do you feel about asking faith questions? And how do you feel about answering faith questions? So let me read the story to you. It's from John's Gospel, chapter 20. It was late that Sunday evening and the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Then Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. After saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy at seeing the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, called a twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. Thomas said to them, Unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands, and put my finger on those scars and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were together again indoors, and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Then reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop your doubting and believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Do you believe because you see me? How happy are those who believe without seeing me. In his disciples' presence, Jesus performed many other miracles which are not written down in this book. But these have been written in order that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through your faith in him, you may have life. When you listen to the text carefully, then you realise that it isn't all about Thomas. In the midst of all this, Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit onto all the disciples and sends them out. 
Do you think they had any fears or doubts or questions of faith at this point? Well, yes, of course they did. And Jesus' expectation of them is the same as it is for us. Don't let your doubts define you. The Jesus way is as much about how you live as it is about what you believe. But the other thing that has changed, the difference from before Easter to after Easter, is hope. To describe ourselves as an Easter people is to say out loud that things are different because Jesus lived and died and now lives again. And because of that, we can be hopeful that with God, death is not the end. And we can be hopeful that with God, love will always prevail. And we can be hopeful that with God, we can know peace that is beyond description. But being human as we are, it will take us time to fully realise and appreciate this. I want to finish with a reflection written by Nick Fawcett and speaking the thoughts of Thomas as he slowly realises just who Jesus is. He was just a man, that's what I thought. A wonderful person, fantastic teacher, the most caring sort of bloke you could ever hope to meet but just a man. And nothing wrong with that, of course. It's not every day you meet someone as special. In fact, thank God he was a man, as much flesh and blood as we are. He knew what it was to be human, to share our hopes and fears, our joys and sorrows, our life and death. He laughed as we do, wept as we do suffered as we do. I know, for I was with him for three years of his life. But I'd thought that his life was over, when they laid him in that tomb and rolled the stone across. I'd thought that that was it, until something happened, something astonishing, marvellous, incredible. He appeared to me again just as he'd appeared to the rest of the disciples, as large as life. And I knew then that he wasn't just a man, he was God. I understood at last what he'd been on about before, those words which had never made sense earlier. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. No one has ever seen God, but I have made him known to you. Of course, I said, of course, and I fell down and worshipped him. Do you know, God was more real to me then than I'd ever dreamed he could be. So when, shortly after he disappeared, you can imagine, we were gutted. It felt as though our world had fallen apart, as if we'd been cut off from God, until all at once we knew he was with us after all, nearer than he'd ever been before. It didn't matter that we couldn't see him, it didn't matter that we couldn't touch him. 
we felt his presence deep inside, guiding us, renewing us, working through us. And again, I remembered his words, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. He was a man, he really was, as human as you and me. But he was God. He showed us the Father. I know that sounds incredible, but it's true. Yet he's also Spirit, God with us, now, deep in our hearts. You don't need my word for that, you don't need anyone's, for you can experience it for yourselves. That's it for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.